What does changing our minds look like in leadership and why do we resist it so hard? Today we're going to talk about it. Let's go. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if why and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, and today we are talking about changing our minds. What does changing our minds look like in leadership? Why do we resist admitting when we've changed our minds and saying things like, I was wrong, I'm sorry, I changed my mind on that, etc. And not just in work, but in all areas of our lives. And why, as people leaders, should changing our mind be a regular part of our leadership practice? We're going to talk a little bit about all of that, but first, why do we resist? I think it's partly because of outdated perceptions about changing our minds being a weakness, but also there's brain science behind it. Imagine that. Y'all know I love it. Let's geek out about it. So social psychologist Elliot Aronson says that our brains work hard to make us think we're doing the right thing, even in the face of sometimes overwhelming evidence to the contrary. And changing our mind can feel like Admitting we are wrong, but why is that so hard? A quote from Psychology Today, admitting we are wrong is difficult because we attach our sense of self to an idea, cause, or group. When we feel that idea about the self, our identity is threatened, our evolutionary linked fight, flight, or freeze survival mechanism becomes activated. We defend against being wrong and fight to be right. However, this creates a major problem. And this article, which I will link in the show notes, goes on to say, change is the nature of the universe and change is our evolutionary purpose of life. We must be flexible to learn and grow, and this necessitates that we recognize when we are wrong. End quote. There is great 
power and the flexibility and courage required to admit when we are wrong. And we may think that changing our mind may make it seem like we don't know what we're doing or that we're weak or maybe that we're too easily persuaded. Again, these perceptions are outdated. And because we live in a fast-moving world, especially when we're talking about tech and information, changing our minds takes courage, and having courage is a great characteristic, I think we would all agree, to have when leading. I think also we may often feel that our ideas should be born being fully formed. But brainstorming, shaping ideas, changing our minds, being flexible are all part of the creative process. Why else should we be practicing changing our minds and being accepting of that? To survive and thrive, we must constantly rethink and reevaluate, especially when leading people. And persuasion and influence are essential leadership skills, and also being persuadable is a quality that makes for a strong leadership practice. This means surrounding yourself with people who are curious, critical thinkers, and know things that you might not. It means encouraging the act of challenging ideas and modeling being on the receiving end of that. And it also means being open to listening to new ideas from colleagues, from team members, from customers. So why might we change our minds? Because our worldview changes as we learn and grow and get curious about things, we are shown maybe proof that our original idea is just plain wrong. And being wrong does not make one a bad person. And this is why emotional intelligence is so crucial when we're talking about leading people and just interacting with people in all situations and observing and noticing when we might be attached to an idea, when that idea gets challenged either by someone else or some new information that we learn and observing that we might be going into fight flight mode to defend this thing to prove ourselves right, even when we might know that the idea is fundamentally wrong. I think changing your mind is a big part of being a better critical thinker. And it's something that should be practiced, modeled, and encouraged in our workplaces. So questions for today to think about. When was the last time you changed your mind about something and why? When was the last time you changed your mind in a public way, either at work or in other relationships? You actually voiced 
this changing of the mind in conversation with somebody. When team members express that they changed their mind, how does that make you feel? How is changing your mind viewed in your workplace? How can you encourage mind changing among the team? And what happens when ideas are challenged in your workplace? All good questions to think about, and hopefully I've given you new perspectives on the idea of changing your mind in your workplace and beyond. I'm going to wrap it up there. It's been another week of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. I've been your host, Wendy Conrad, saying thanks for listening, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? Contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right. Throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.